Jesus lived his life to die Then he died to save us He rose again in victory And proved sovereignty Now we can see his heart In many things he left us And his story unfolds for all to see the silver went to Judas, his body went to Joseph, his mother to apostles that would take good care of her, his clothes to the soldier, his peace to disciples, his supper to his followers, and the gospel to that anyone would hope for no worthy estate that one would seek to gain but the precious thing he had would change history forever and what he left would change my life today the silver went to his body went to Joseph, his mother to apostles that would take good care of her, his clothes to a soldier, his peace to disciples, his supper to his followers, and the gospel to the have your Bibles this morning, look with me in Matthew chapter 21. Wasn't that a beautiful song? I love to hunt. I love to fish. I love spending time with my family. I love a lot of things. But I'll tell you what, I love to tell the story. 
What a precious story that we are given in the Word of God, the greatest story ever told. It's the only story that's ever saved a soul. It's the only story that's ever changed a life. And all these other religions and all, they can go to whatever they want to. But promised land, we're going to stick to that old story. We might have changed, but he hadn't changed one bit. And that story will never change. Thank you. What a beautiful song that was. I do want to say two things. Next week is uh, Camouflage Sunday. And the reason we do this is we want you to take and bring as many people as you can from the hunting lease and bring them to the church house. Come as you are and let's worship the Lord. Amen? Y'all come. Y'all be here. I know it's deer hunting. I know it's all coming. Keep your priorities right. Keep, keep the right thing the right thing. Amen? Don't put the deer before the Lord. Oh, boy, man. My, I don't quit preaching went to meddling already. My goodness. Well, let me get you happy. The other day, I was sitting there. We were at the state meeting in Eldorado. Miss Phyllis sent me a note. She called me. And I sent her a message. I said, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you in a little bit. And uh, she went up to the bank. Was it Thursday? Went up to the bank Thursday and uh, getting the statement uh, to get ready for this next month. She got in the car and realized there was something wrong. And so she went in the bank and there was more money in there that was supposed to be in there. And she said, what is going on? And there was an anonymous, anonymous donation given to Promised Land Church for $50,000. Isn't the Lord good? And every time I tell somebody, they say, well, who was it? We don't know, and I'm glad. God knows, and he's going to reward them. And I'm thankful that it was done this way for the, for the purpose that we have no excuse but to look up and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And I'm thankful for whoever he raised up and whoever he's going to continue to raise up. Allow the Lord to use you. God's in this, folks. God's working in a mighty way. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. If I don't get you happy, ain't nothing will. My goodness. Y'all done got bitter with me about talking about deer hunting. Oh, Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1 through verse 11. In the Lord good. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage, Unto the Mount of Olives they sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them, and let them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went, and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set them their own, set him their own. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna 
in the highest. And when he was come unto Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Lord, I need your Holy Spirit this morning. I need your help. Lord, I don't want to be heard. I don't want to be seen. But Lord, I want you to be heard. Your message needs to be preached this morning. Lord, this congregation needs to hear your word. I need to hear from you today. Bless the preaching of your word. May our hearts be soft and pliable to your preaching. May souls be saved in this place today. May we be drawn closer to you today, God. And I pray that you would get all the honor and glory from everything that's said and done. I praise your holy name for the good things that have been mentioned this morning. From the money to the blessings to the soul saved. It's all about you. And Lord, we give you credit. We give you glory. We know this is not about a man or a ministry or a family or one family or ten families. This is about what you're doing. And we praise your holy name. Thank you for allowing us to witness your majesty. Thank you, Lord, for letting us witness your power and your authority. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, while the colt was let loose. While the colt was let loose. We find in the story a colt that God prepared to have his will accomplished through this animal. We see in this story that God will use an animal to get his will done. We see in this story that God is about to use an animal to accomplish what he has set forth to accomplish. Now I want to remind you something this morning, that God is a sovereign God. And in everything that God does, God knows what He's doing. He doesn't do things by accident. He doesn't do things by coincidence. There's no such thing as luck this morning. I believe there's a sovereign God in heaven who is working on the face of this earth to accomplish His will. And the accomplishment of that will, God can use anybody in anything to accomplish His will. God can use a saved man. He can use a lost man. God can use a circumstance. God can use an animal. God can use anything, a job, a child, a, a, a trial, something going on in our life. Maybe it's the smallest things that is going on around us that God uses to speak to us and to get His point across to us. But may I tell you today that God can use anybody and anything He wants to accomplish His will. If you think about it, God has used things in the past. Samson used a jawbone. Isn't that amazing to slay a whole army of the Philistines? It was, it, it was this jawbone that all of this army went down. And you say, what was so special about the jawbone? Because God said, use the jawbone. And God used it. It's amazing the little things. Who would have thought a jawbone? Who would have thought a rod? Just a staff that he put in the hand of Moses. God used that rod. You look at the rod and you say, well, there's nothing special about that rod. But God used that rod. God can use anything to accomplish his will. And you say, and you look at this big boat that was built by Noah and his sons, and you say, what's so special about a big boat like the ark? Well, God anointed that ark. God appointed that ark. God wanted that ark to be built and used for the honor and glory of God. And the will of God was accomplished because there was a boat. Man, God can use anything to get His will across. Amen? 
God can use anything he wants. I'm reminded when Daniel went down to the lion's den, who was in control of those lions that day? And there's no doubt that he used those lions and he stopped the mouth of those lions to get his will across to the king and the people around them. What about the well that he used to swallow up Jonah? Who was in command of that well? It was God. God used that well. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, read the Word of God. It's there. Say, there's no way that a well swallowed a man. It is a way because the Bible said it happened. God can use anything He wants to. He used a donkey in the Old Testament with old Balaam. And the old donkey talked to Balaam. Balaam didn't have enough sense to listen to the Lord. So he used a donkey when the man wouldn't listen. Isn't it amazing throughout history and throughout Scripture that God will use anything for His honor and His glory? I want us to notice this morning how He used this cult for His honor and His glory. Number one, He used this cult to fulfill prophecy. I want us to look in verse 2. Look in verse 1. It said, And when they had drew nigh to Jerusalem, they were come out of Bethpage unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied in a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And so he commands his disciples, Go into the village, and get this colt that is tied up. The Lord knows exactly where this colt is. The disciples have no clue what's going on. Jesus knows what's going on. Jesus has a plan and He's about to accomplish it. I can only imagine the thought and the wonder that these, these men had when they said, I wonder how He knows where this colt's going to be. How does He know exactly when and where this colt's going to be? Friend, God knows. So these disciples set out and they went to find this colt because Jesus said, go get it. And he said, when you get there, they may ask you some questions. And he gave them the answer. But I want you to look in verse 4. And it said that all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Why did they do this? Why was the colt let loose? Because prophecy was about to be fulfilled. Way back yonder with the prophet Zechariah. Zechariah prophesied that one day Jesus would come unto the city of Jerusalem upon this colt and that He would be presented to the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel as their Messiah and as their King. It was spoken throughout all ages that when Jesus would come, He would come for the Jews. Do you realize He did not come for the Gentiles, but He came for the Jews? He came to seek the lost sheep of Israel and to save them from their sins. And as He was coming into Jerusalem, a lot of the people had accepted Him. A lot of the people had accepted Him as the Messiah, but the majority has not. But not only did they have to accept Him as the Messiah, but they had to accept Him as the King. You see, there was no king of Israel at the time. There was no throne. The Roman government had taken over the nation of Israel. And it would be prophesied that there would be somebody to come and to take over and overthrow the Roman government. 
But in order for this to happen, this man had to be presented to the entire nation as the king of Israel. And that they would have a decision whether to accept him or to deny him. And as you know, they denied him. And they rejected him as king of Israel. That day when he went into Jerusalem, right then and there, everything could have been summed up if they would have accepted Jesus as their Messiah and as their king. Jesus would have overthrown the Roman government. Jesus would have thrown, overthrown every single thing. He would have accomplished the word of God. It was preached for hundreds and thousands of years that Jesus would be presented. Who would have thought that a little old lowly colt would be used to carry the Son of Glory into Jerusalem to be presented as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And He was presented to the city and to the nation as their Messiah and their, and their King. Oh, what an honor this colt had. One lowly little colt tied up. I'm sure people walked by this colt and said that colt has no use. There's no use of this colt being around here anymore. God said, i got a plan. I've got a purpose for that little colt. And He used that little cult to fulfill hundreds and thousands of years of preaching and prophecy through that little cult. And that little cult was used to fulfill the Word of God. It's amazing what God will use around us to fulfill His prophecy. You say, well, I don't believe in God. It doesn't matter if you believe in Him or not. Your faith will not stop the prophecy of God's Word being fulfilled. I want you to know that your life is a fulfillment of the prophecy of God. I want you to know the things that are going on around us. It's not by chance or coincidence. Quit talking about luck and talk about the sovereignty of God. Everything going on around us is for on purpose. God knows what He's doing. He'll use a lost man. He'll use a saved man. He'll use a Republican. Hello. He'll use a Democrat. Hello. He'll use anybody in any place, whether they're kings or princes or presidents, whether they're believers or non-believers, whether they're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecost, Hindu, whether they're Jews, whether whether they're Muslim, it doesn't matter what they are, who they are, whether you believe or not, God can use anybody to accomplish His will. Do you believe and realize that He can use the most wicked nations in the world to accomplish His will? All around us, the prophecy of God's Word is being fulfilled. Some of us have turned and strayed away from God. That's prophecy being fulfilled. Some of us are holding on for dear life. That's prophecy fulfilled. Do you realize your life is a fulfillment of God's Word? And every day around us, the Word of God is being fulfilled and accomplished. The little things that we don't even realize. Our nation is fulfilling prophecy that was prophesied thousands of years ago. The Word of God is being accomplished. You say, well, it ain't going to be accomplished with me. <laughs> yeah, it is. God's bigger than you. Before you were ever thought of, God was here. He always has been and He always will be. God's in control. And every little thing going on around us is for the purpose to accomplish the will of God in our life. And in the big scheme of things, God is getting His will done. He'll use you and He'll use me. Isn't that humbling to think that a sovereign God could use us in a mighty fashion? If He can use a little old colt, can't He use you? If He can use a little old colt and He can use a little old redneck from West Monroe, Louisiana... Can He use you? 
Well, God, my life, preacher, you just don't know. Let me tell you something. If he can take an animal and use them for his honor and his glory, he can take your life and use you in a mighty way. I'm too far gone. No, you're not. God can redeem you today. He can save you today. He can clean you up today and use you in a mighty way in His kingdom. I don't even see it. I don't even understand it all. But bless God, I believe it all. I believe every bit of it today. Why was this colt let loose? Number one, to fulfill prophecy. Number two, to fulfill preaching. Look over in Luke, or Mark chapter 11. Every gospel has their side of this story. And every one of them is a little similar, but there are different reasons in every one of them to why this colt was let loose. The first one we see was to fulfill prophecy. The second one is to fulfill preaching. Mark chapter 11 and verse 1. When they were come nigh to Jerusalem under Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, saith unto them, Go your way into the village, over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat, loose him, and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you do this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way, and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met and they loose him and certain of them that stood there said unto them why do you, why do ye loosen the colts and they said unto them even as Jesus had commanded and they let them go what was the reason when they asked him they simply said because Jesus said so Jesus commanded us Jesus declared to go and let loose of this colt why were these men doing this? Because God told them to. They were obedient. Do you realize that we find three things obedient to the preaching of God's Word? When God is preaching, that's called, or when God is talking, that's called preaching. Because when God says something, He means it, and we need to follow it, and we need to apply it to our life. Do you realize what made this so significant is that people were obedient to the preaching of God's Word here. He said, go loose them and let them go. The disciples were obedient, weren't they? The people in the village were obedient, weren't they? The colt was obedient, wasn't he? These three things were very vital in the will of God taking place. You see, Jesus Christ was preaching a message, and He said, I declare that you go into the other town, there'll be a colt sitting there, you, you loose him, you let him go, and you bring him back to me. Why did those men do that? Because God told him to. Could you imagine walking down the road and somebody saying, hey, where are y'all going? Well, we're going to go find this colt that our Lord told us to go find in this other town. Can you imagine how many people thought, whoa, you're crazy. You're crazy. Do you know how many people told us out here at Promised Land that we're crazy to build a building to sit 600 people in the middle of a cornfield? You say, why are y'all doing it? Because God told us to. Whew, I got about six on board. That's good. Man. Why are we doing it? Because God told us to. Because when God commands us, we must be obedient. 
And when we are obedient to what God has commanded us to do, we are uh, obedient to the preaching of His Word, things take place, His power is revealed, His salvation is outreaching to everyone that is in ear's length of what's going on. I had a man a month or two ago, Brother Dale, you were sitting there, that I got to witness to a man all because he could not figure out why what we had going on was going on right here at Promised Land. He's a lost man, he's an atheist, and he said, I've never seen a church do what y'all were doing in the middle of nowhere. And that opened the door for me to preach the gospel to this man. You never know how God can use you in a way to reach somebody else. And you say, how in the world, preacher, was God reaching people through a cult? Do you not realize that everything God is doing is a picture of His grace and of His mercy and of His salvation? Do you realize that this cult alone is a picture of the grace and the sovereignty of an almighty God? How He can take a nobody and make a somebody out of them? You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Man, I'm telling you, Jesus can be preached right here. He said, go into the other town. There's a colt tied up right there when you get in the village. You go to that colt. God knew where that colt was when nobody else knew where that colt was. God sought that colt when nobody else sought him. When the colt wasn't going for Jesus, Jesus was going for them. And let me tell you something. When you don't, when you wasn't seeking God, Jesus sought you. When you wasn't willing to reach up, He was willing to reach down. God knows where we are. God knows where we're living. God knows how we're living. God knows everything about our life. He knew everything about that cult. He knew exactly where that cult was. And child of God, He knows where you are. Lost man, He knows where you are. Amen? Boy, I like that. We raised them right around here. Preach on. You know what else? Said he's tied up. No man's ever sat upon him. Being tied up's a picture of being in bondage. And this colt was tied up just like we're tied up with the things of this world. And the bondage of sin is upon us. No man could sit upon this or No man could control that colt. Some of us can't be controlled by man. Some of us, we've had people work on us in our life, but we could not be tamed or controlled by a man. But I'm telling you, God can control anybody. God can save anybody. God can change anybody. It doesn't matter what you're tied up to. It doesn't matter what has you tied up this morning. Jesus can let you loose. Jesus can cut you free. Jesus can redeem you. Jesus can forgive you of whatever's going on in your life. As that colt was tied up, the only thing holding him back from accomplishing God's will is he was tied up. How many of us are too tied up to serve the Lord? We're too tied up to do anything for the Lord. I'm glad God said, loose him and let him go. Bless God, a 13-year-old boy down in West Monroe, Jesus looked down at me and He said, loose him and let him go. He gloriously saved my soul that day. And oh, bless God, I've been saved ever since. Have I been perfect? Absolutely not. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. I mess up all the time, but God's been good. God's been gracious and God's been forgiven to me. And every day God has used me. And I don't even realize to get His gospel out. Can you imagine those disciples? Jesus done told us nobody can control this thing. You're going to grab that colt. You're going to grab that colt. I ain't grabbing that colt. That colt was calm when they got there. 
Why? Because God told him to be calm. At the Word of God. The message and the saving grace of Jesus was preached through a little old colt. If God can use a colt to reach lost men, can't He use us? If God can use an animal to tell the world that they're lost in need of a Savior, can He use you and use me? Are you with me this morning? God wants to use you. God will use your circumstances. God will use your family. God will use everything you're going through to reach your lost neighbors and your lost friends and your lost family. If He can use a cult, He can use you. Go to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. If you're with me, say amen. amen. This cult was let loose to fulfill prophecy, to fulfill preaching, and to fulfill a purpose. Luke 19. You say, why has all this happened, preacher? God knows what He's doing. He's fulfilling a plan. You say, what's that plan? I don't know all the time. But God knows. We must submit to His preaching. We must be obedient to Him and trust that God knows what He's doing. Amen? Y'all trust Him? That He knows what He's doing? Now I want you to look here in verse 33. They went and they got him. Same scripture here. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. The Lord hath need of him. They brought him to Jesus. They cast their garments upon the colt. They said, Jesus thereon. He went, spread their clothes in the way. He was come nigh even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. So the Lord used a colt to bring Jesus into town. When Jesus got into town, rejoicing began to take place. And the believers of Jesus Christ began to celebrate everything that Jesus Christ had accomplished. So what was the cult used here for? For purpose. The Lord hath need of him. And when the Lord hath need of him, he had need of him to carry him into Jerusalem so that praise and shouting and rejoicing could break loose. Do you realize that we are used for the honor and the glory of the Lord and that everything God is doing in our life is for Him to get honor and glory? When we sing, when we teach, it's not about us, but it's about Him. When we go out, it's not about the strength that we have or the knowledge we have. It's about Him. It's about Him getting glory. It's about Him being seen. And when this colt did His job, Jesus was glorified. People begin to praise all of the mighty works of Jesus Christ. I believe when the child of God is doing his job correctly, that people are praising the Lord through this individual. I believe when us as Christians submit ourselves to the will of God, that people around us will praise the Lord. And they will see the goodness of the Lord. I told you the example the other day when I was in the hospital, and I walked in the elevator with the man who was lost, mad at God for all of these years, because he lost two children way back yonder. And I get in the uh, elevator and I said, how are you today? He said, well, not very good. My son had an appendix rupture. 
And oh man, this bad. He began to tell me. Make a long story short, everything worked out. He said, but he's doing good now. I said, well, praise God. Well, I wouldn't give him the credit. I said, you don't have to. I just did. If you don't praise him, I will. We got outside. I got to, you know me, I got to preaching to him. He said, I'm just mad at God. Then he said again, man, my son's doing good. I said, praise the Lord. I said, he said, I don't think so, preacher. I said, yes, sir, I do. We're going to praise him. We're going to rejoice. We're going to shout and we're going to glorify the master. If he can use a cult to bring him honor and glory, he can use you. If he can use a cult to get people shouting and praising the Lord, I'm telling you, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Oh, that people would rejoice of his goodness. Man, Baptists, let's just get real and honest. We act like we're at a funeral today. Man, y'all sitting there staring at me, looking at, what time is it? Man, he's going to get in a lunch. Lord forbid. Lord forbid. We didn't come to a funeral, folks. Jesus is alive. He ain't dead anymore. We need to rejoice and we need to praise with every ounce that we have within us. We need to rejoice and give God glory for the souls that have been saved, for what He's doing around Promised Land Church. When that man said to me, well, what's going on out there, Promised Land? Well, how do you explain what's going on? You remember what I told him, Brother Dale? I said, when you can't figure it out, you just give God glory for it. And that man got to hear the gospel because something was going on that he couldn't explain. When God's people are doing their job, there's going to be things happen in your life that you just simply cannot explain. And when you can't explain it, we're going to look up and we're going to give Him glory. Well, who gave money? Who cares? God gave the money. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> who gave us the strength to do it? Thank you, Lord. Who gave us the grace to get out of the bed? Thank you, Lord. Oh, preacher, I work. You don't work without the breath God gives you. Thank you, Lord. What about the home you're going home to? Thank you, Lord. What about the clothes? What about your kids? What about your family? Man, we give ourselves credit. We give our family credit. But what about getting God credit? Praise His holy name. Rejoice in Him. If He saved your soul, then you've got something to rejoice about. You can be used just like this cult was used. To get people shouting. To get people excited about the things of God. Oh, that God's people get stirred up and get excited. I'm a missionary Baptist. I ain't going to get excited. Well, don't go to heaven. Because we're going to get excited in heaven, y'all. We're going to rejoice and be happy and be glad about it. Amen? If we're going to do it up yonder, we might as well do it here. Let's shout and let's praise Him all the way out till the rapture takes place. Whew! I ain't done yet. Verse 40. Verse 39. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto Him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. They over there shouting and praising a bunch of Pharisees. Get on them, God. This is what he said. I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Don't rejoice. Don't be glad. He'll get you out of the way and use somebody else. Don't rejoice. And he'll just say, all right, I'm done with him. The rocks will cry out. Because I will get glory. 
Because when everybody gets to the judgment seat of Christ and they get to the great white throne of judgment, they will stand without excuse. And somebody and something is going to give me glory. They've been giving God glory for thousands of years and they're going to continue to give God glory. You say, well, I'm not going to praise Him. Keep your mouth closed and He'll get you out of the way. He'll get you out of the way and He'll bring somebody else that will shout and that will praise the Lord. That man would not rejoice over what God did. God put me in that man's life. He said, go shout for him. Go shout for him. And I shouted for him. He didn't like any of it. And I said, you ain't got to praise him because I'll praise him for you. He's too good to me. He's been too good to this preacher. You say, preacher, all that praise and all, get, get used to it. He's been good, too good to me. You weren't there the night that He saved my soul. You weren't there the night He picked me up out of a miry clay. You weren't there the day He got me out of the whole pen of sin. I know what He brought me from. I know what yesterday looked like. And praise God, I'm not there today. And I'm there by one thing and by one reason. By the grace and the strength and the power of an almighty God who sent His Son Jesus Christ to save my soul. He saved me. He cleaned me. He sanctified me. And He put my feet upon a rock. Why did He let the colt loose? The same reason He let us loose. To give Him glory. To see souls saved. I'm telling you, I'm glad He's still using us. Why? I don't know. But He is. But I know if I don't open my mouth, He's going to get me out of the way to open somebody else's. You've been saved for 40 years sitting on your blessed assurance, <laughs> thinking everything good and I'm, I'm fulfilling my religious duty. I'm getting, I'm getting my Sunday morning in to get my wife off my back. I'm getting it in before deer season. I'm doing my job, preacher. No, you're not. Your job is to give God glory with every ounce that you've got. Every bit of your time and every bit of your attention and every bit of your talent and every bit of your money, every bit of your family, everything you've got, you owe it back to Jesus. Man, I'll tell you, I wish He'll let some loose this morning. Some of us have been tied up for so long, we're too busy to get saved, we're too busy to glorify God, we're too busy to do anything for the Lord. God make you unbusy. Some of us need our ropes cut, and we need to be let loose from the bondage that's in this world. The other day, we got to see three young men get saved up here. Three young men met Jesus. And that night, that evening before church, I was thinking of some excuse why I couldn't go to church. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to do nothing. That's right. I'd do the same thing. Oh, I'm so glad God used me even when I didn't want to be used. He cut me loose. And He said, this is my will. Go do it. Praise God, I was obedient. But you know what I've learned this. If you won't do it, He'll use somebody else that will. But I'd rather Him use me. Amen? 
Man, I get I get selfish. Souls come up getting saved. Brother Chuck's over here. Send them to me. Well, no, send them to me. I want to see them saved. Man, I got men just standing here hungry. Brother Chuck, I love it. Man, men just want to be a part of the glory that's going on. Child of God, don't you want to be part of the glory that's going on? The saving business of God. The business of the church is not the physical things. It's the spiritual things. Won't you stand with me?